Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. Take it for granted, but like you were challenged or? You'd hope so by the age of 23. <laughs> no, I'm just still on the coattails of my parents. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think everyone that's kind of born into it and raised in it a little bit, um, you kind of get to a moment when you're like, oh, I should probably figure out if I actually believe this stuff or if it's kind of like a tooth fairy kind of thing. Um, and so that was probably in like early high school. I was doing a bit of like, like rebellious no, it really wasn't rebellious. By rebellious, it was like, oh, my gosh, God, I'm going to ask you if you're real. Ooh. Yeah. And um, I'd be at, like, youth group, and I remember this one time, and I was, oh, it's so cringe. But um, it was, like, a worship night, and I was like, okay, God, like, I need something tangible. Show me that you're real. I have super bad eyesight. Like, I'm super blind. And so I was like, I'm going to take off my glasses, and you are going to, like, I'm going to be able to read the worship lyrics and that's how I'll know that you're real. And I was like, okay, God, are you ready? And I took them off and then it was like straight into chorus and it was like, I don't need to see it to believe it. And I was like, a little bit sassy, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think it was kind of just a little bit of pushing back, not necessarily pushing back against God, but just kind of starting to ask questions. Whereas before I was like, you just take it as you hear it and it's all true. Then it was a little bit more like, okay, God, like, can you talk to me and show me who you are and that kind of stuff. That's cool. We'll loop on back to that in a bit. What about yourself, Dan? When you were, did you grow up in a kind of Christian home or what What kind of led you on this faith journey or began you on this? Um, yep. So uh, I actually grew up in a Christian home and actually this was the church I was coming to um, as a kid. Um, but yeah, that d- didn't last <laughs> Um, in my teenage years, it was kind of like, oh, church is boring, I didn't really fit in, and yeah, I kind of left the church for a few years before finding another church to come back to, but yeah. Mm. What what kind of brought you back? Uh, uh, <laughs> my mom, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think she saw that I was like drifting away from the church, and she just encouraged me to find a church where... I fit in more, like, there's more people that are like-minded and, like, you know, get some fringe to help you, like, mm. you know, <laughs> stay there, <laughs> I guess. Mm. But, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, and Jaden, yourself, like, as a wise man of 19 years, <laughs> um, like, so you kind of grew up in a Christian home as well. Like, what's kind of, what brings you life in this whole thing? What, what's been that which has kind of like inspired you to delve a bit deeper or go further into it? Um, I think purely interest I, as well as, I mean, the reason I'm still here, I guess, is the sense of community and family, which I love about the church, particularly this one. Um, but also I found I did in sort of high school, I did a few, not like theological things, but sort of surrounding, like, history and, like, the science behind, um, sort of throughout the Bible and stuff, mm. and, like, that was, that was real interesting, and, like, when you actually, like, delve deeper into it, it's quite, 
there's quite a lot of stuff there. It's quite even from like, like not necessarily proof, but sort of like the science behind like like dating and like mm. how how old the Earth is and stuff. I found that quite quite interesting. Mm. That's cool. And then there's lots lots more questions within there as well, which I'm sure you'll explore this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so this series is is called Unexpected Journeys, right? Where for some of us we've grown up in a culture of faith in our family. For some of us we've fallen into it or or maybe something's happened. Um, for yourself, Dan, has there been any like unexpected moments that have kind of like shifted things or or challenged things within your faith journey? Uh, yeah. Um, the big one uh, happened actually just a couple of years ago um, when I nearly lost my dad to a brain aneurysm. Um, so that really started to make me kind of ask questions. Um, but the unexpected kind of thing about that, again, is that in anything it strengthened my faith because I was diving more into scripture, worship songs, just kind of anything I could kind of get my hands on to try and make sense of what was going on and the new life um, that I was now experiencing and was going to experience um, into the future, really. Mm. And within that, what's kind of held you, I guess, in those moments? Was was it prayer? Was it worship? Was it, like, podcasting? Or, like, what kind of grounded you in that time? Because I imagine it was quite, like, an upheaval or a... Yeah, um... Worship songs certainly helped, but I think the main thing was um, like good friends, like support network around me within the church um, that kind of were able to pray when I have prayer needs and other stuff like that. Um, and I actually dived into like um, Word for You Today and all that sort of mm. stuff to try and, you know, just get as much information. Mm. And the amazing thing about that Word for Today is it often speaks to you, like, they don't know what's going on in your life, but often it seems to relate. Not all the time, but they're, like, Mm. more often than you'd think. Um, Mm. But, yeah. I guess this is a a big question. Within that time, I imagine your dad was in the hospital quite a lot, and there's a lot of unknowns. Did you notice God in any strange ways or, or different ways that you didn't expect in that time, or did you have any interesting things happen within your faith? Uh, yeah, um, literally, like, like the second night or something, after, maybe it might have been the first night, I don't know, that time period's all a blur, um, but, yeah, just, like, so my parents were in Wellington at the time, so I was in Auckland, they were in Wellington, I had to fly all the way down there, just thing, and the whole family went down there as well, and then we only have, like, one house to house everyone, so we're all kind of sleeping in rooms with other people. So I was sleeping in a room with my mum and my sister. Um, and I was just listening to worship music. And for no reason whatsoever, n- nothing funny had been said, nothing. I just started cracking, cracking up. Mm. I was like, what's going on? And then everyone else started cracking up because I was cracking up. And I just, I, it, I don't know, I just felt the real sense of the Holy Spirit um, in this situation and a sense of peace about what was going on and, um, yeah, that God had it under control. And we certainly saw that in the fact that, like, brain aneurysms are usually a death sentence. So um, Dad happened to be at the right place at the right time to literally 
get the ambulance there in time and get him to the hospital in time to operate to save his life. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, he'd be dead for sure. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Th- thank you for sharing that. It's, well, it's recent yeah. and it's unexpected, right? But I, I, like, I like what you're saying in the sense that like, there's something in terms of faith, there's something in terms of those irrational times of, yeah. of, of presence of the Holy Spirit or with God where some, well, Paul calls it the peace that passes all understanding, which yeah. I think is, I've, you, can't, you can't tangibly hold it, but somehow there's, in the midst of anything, right, like there's a peace that comes. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't fix anything, but yeah. it just covers over it for a season within that. So yeah. that's cool. And I, we'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, and Jamie, yourself, uh, within your journey, um, you mentioned that you'd been asking God some dangerous questions. Well, what else after that? Like, what was your faith journey like after your kind of teenage years? Or were there any, any moments where it shifted from the head to the heart or you were challenged? Or um, Yeah, so I kind of, I probably got through most of high school and kind of asked some tough questions and then got through that and was like, cool, God's real, God's good, like happy with where I'm at. Um, and then I kind of evolved into a little bit of like what I call renewable Christianity. So it's like you're kind of good for about 12 months and then the notice comes, it's like, okay, you need to like get another waff on your car, like fix some things, top it all up. And then you're like, cool, I'm like back to being topped up. And for I feel like a lot of other like teen girls or teen Christians, that was Easter camp, which is like real hypey for God. You get back and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I'm such a good Christian. And then you kind of wait a little bit and it just kind of, like it doesn't go away, but it just kind of fades. And so I was kind of in the age of like, you want it to be novelty and experiential and all of that stuff. Um, And then in, uh, so all through school, I was kind of like, I was not not to self-promote here, but I was like, I was doing pretty well. I was pretty good at stuff. I was like, man, God is blessing me with all this stuff. Like, I'm really smart. I'm good with people. Obviously, that means I'm meant to do medicine. <laughs> and so I was like, cool, God's calling me to medicine. I'm going to go and do that. Um, and then in year, so everything was going good. And then in year 13, I got, like, I started to get sick. And I was just sick with weird stuff. And the doctors were doing all these tests and didn't really know what was up. And... I was kind of going along with it, kind of just ignoring it and being like, it's fine, like it's God's got it under control because this is my path and he's going to like get me there so I don't even care about this other stuff. Um, and then so I got into medicine, did the first year of medicine, awful, would not recommend it. Um, <laughs> unless you want to do it, then power to you. Um, don't. Um, and so I did the first year and that was really tough. And then by about the middle of the first year, um, the doctors kind of found out, well, didn't find out, but they were like, oh, it's nothing else. So you're actually just really depressed. And so I had quite bad depression in kind of year 13 and then the first year of medicine. And then um, kind of, I guess had a lot of that uh, stuff ripped away where I was like, I really put a lot of my self-value in terms of what I was achieving and the grades I was getting and I'm also doing all this other stuff at once and I'm getting all this good stuff and so and then it got to a point where it was like oh my big achievement for today was getting up and showering or giving myself lunch and that kind of thing and it was really getting to a stage where I was like oh God's actually okay with you meeting that bar and there's not even a bar to meet for God to be like cool you have value now or you're worth loving now and so 
it was kind of, that was a little bit unexpected in itself because I was like, <laughs> God, here's the plan. Can you, can you get rid of that? And so there was a lot of um, therapy and church counseling and prayer. And I was, at that point, I was like, okay, cool. This other roadblock has come up, but there's going to be miraculous healing. It's going to be like this brilliant testimony. It's going to be awesome. I'm fine. Um, and then it was probably two or three years of like just lots of prayer and lots of um, working on it. And it wasn't really doing much, I was still really depressed, still doing medicine, and I was kind of like, what's up here? Um, And the funny thing was, it didn't really ever make me question God or question uh, my relationship with God, and in hindsight, it was, I think during that time I went to a sermon, and at the time it wasn't that, didn't feel that poignant, but the person talked about the less in control you are, the more in control God is, and so it was kind of that time of I was really struggling with God and my situation and I was grieving with God and just being in silent, sad spaces with God. But I was like constantly talking to him and constantly being with him. And I think through that process was much closer to God than I had been previously because when everything's good, it's pretty easy to just be like, cool, God, you're on the back burner, you're on a Sunday. Whereas when you wake up and it's kind of hard to get up and shower, you're like, talking to God all day long Um, and so it was a pretty like slow and painful journey but I don't think I would take it back because so like I've been sweet as for like two years now and since then I don't think I've had a day when I was like like I don't have that renewable Christianity again I don't I don't fade out now because I had like four years of just talking to God every day and struggling through it and then when the light kind of starts coming back in, you start feeling happy again, you're like, cool, um, this is getting really good, then it's way more easy, I think, to recognise those things when you go through something hard. Um, And I I ended up, after four years of medicine, um, being like, oh, the voice in my head telling me to do medicine is starting to sound a lot more like mine and less like God's. And God was kind of sitting there like, hey, look, it's making you unhappy. You don't have to do that and I was like are you serious like you couldn't have told me this four years ago and so um then I stopped doing medicine and did other stuff but yeah it it was a huge shift in my um faith journey and I I think a lot of that is also just when you can't see how to do it yourself or you you're like oh I don't know if this path that I'm on is the right one or I don't know where I'm going and you put that control on God sometimes that that control has to be taken away for you for you to have actual true trust or true faith in essence, I guess, because you have no other choice. So you're kind of going, hey, I'm giving all of that to you because I don't have the capacity to hold it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like, um, well, I guess what, what, you're, what I was picking up when you were speaking, there are a few things. Like, I think that, that, that achieve... Doctor, do you know that the, one of the biggest voices in, I guess, the Western world, but I think it's a human thing as well, is that we are what we do, you know? And I, uh, in terms of, say, relating to God or all this kind of stuff, soft and we're blinded to how God sees us or the life we could have, not based on God's expectations of us, but of our own predispositions of what we need to do to justify our existence or our being here on this planet. And it's like, it's, it's really interesting that so much of... Um, Good spirituality seems to be letting go of our preconceived notions or those that have put us put it on us, and it's like, oh, it's waking up to what's always been true. It's like, no, you're all good. Like, you haven't been here to suffer through a career or through study. It's mm-hmm. like, but there's something richer within that. And then, sorry, my just brain's firing a little bit. Um, there's a trauma. I can't remember his name. Maybe you're not. A, a, he's a 
kind of like a research around trauma studies, and he he discovered so much so that like the body keeps the score. You know, your body, it, it, you embody trauma or you embody kind of this tension within yourself. So somatic symptoms can come through revealing actually like an internal kind of angst, like you're mm. kind of saying all these things were secondary to like a, an internal frustration, right, which is really mm. interesting, which is a space that maybe God is speaking to you in some way through your body at the moment or through some ailments. I'm not saying like a broken arm. You just got a broken <laughs> arm that's like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, but like it's really interesting knowing or noticing what God's saying through you to your body. Mm. It just takes time, right? It takes not white knuckling through it, but like, just what's going on here? That's awesome. That's so cool. <coughs> Quick question, because for myself, I notice falling back into the same patterns that I've, like, you, you get over something, right, only for it to sneak up on you another year later in a new sneaky little way. Like, uh, you mentioned that it's been kind of two years, like, clear. Have you, ha, do you find still that mentality of I am what my do sneaking back in? And if so, what do you do with that? Or is it just, nah, it's fixed gone forever <laughs> I think for me it was kind of at the time I definitely would have preferred the like miraculous healing everything's good now um but I think that kind of thing can definitely predispose you towards if it's an easy fix then it's easy to slip back into it and so I think a big part of it for me was that journey was over four or just over four years and so it was kind of learning new behaviours and learning new ways of relating to God gradually and even though it would have been much easier to do that just in a snapshot miracle moment, um, I think kind of letting go and letting that process happen even though it wasn't a comfortable or a happy one um, kind of got me to a place where I was like I'm now in the habit of all of these behaviours and this way of relating rather than like oh everything's fixed and so I think some of those things can definitely be your tendency as a person as well. And so I probably do have to be more mindful of like, what am I putting my value in? What am I assigning that achievement to? Am I giving that to God or am I putting that against, like a good mark against my own name? Um, And everyone has their own stuff for that. And I think it's just being mindful of that and just constantly every day giving that back to God and saying like, hey, I already gave that to you, but I'm giving it to you again. Because I think we do have a tendency to pick stuff back up. Um, But I think for me, it was just that process of letting it happen in God's timing and trusting God's timing rather than going, hey, I'd actually really like this fix now. And (laughs) to be honest, I did that a lot. I was like, God, (laughs) hurry up, you're overdue. Mm. Um, But God's pretty good at being like, no. (laughs) Mm. So, um, yeah, just I think just letting go and letting God do stuff in his own time so that we can pick up that stuff gradually because then it's kind of a broader and a more secure foundation for moving off of in the future. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. The interesting thing, I've been thinking about this, I, I know you're supposed to be sharing your stories, I just can't help myself. Like, <laughs> <coughs> I've been thinking a lot about cliches recently, you know, like, and cliches are cliches for a reason, because they're mostly true most of the time, right? It's like, I find it so, like, frustrating how simple it is, where it's like, what's the phrase, let go and let God? It's like, it's so, it's short words, but it's like, it's so often is that, just coming back, just like, okay, I've got to surrender this, or, you know. And some, sometimes I don't think that's a conscious thing either. I Like, sometimes it's if it's something painful, if it's something hard, God can push you out into being uncomfortable in that space, and it's kind of letting go once you've already, once it's already been taken away, mm. which is kind of more painful but a lot easier than walking out 
mm. into the water of your own accord. Hundred mm, percent. Well, thank you, Jamie, um, and Dan. So, for your journey with your family, so it's ongoing, right? It's an ongoing thing. Yep. Within that, what kind of within your faith journey aspect, what kind of brings you to places of peace, or what are some disciplines that kind of hold you throughout that? Um. Okay. Um, there's there's a few things I do. Um, they don't always work. That sometimes things work. Sometimes they don't. It depends on my mental state at the time or what not. Um, but recently, sometimes when I can't like get to sleep at night because the thoughts running from my head and stuff, I'll um, I'll just write either like letters to God or or like poems just to try and. Um, clear my head and process my um, thoughts of about what's going, you know, what's going on in my life, um, what does God think of it, and like, um, you know, just try and find God's truths in the situation, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> 100%, well that's super helpful in terms of yeah. getting what's in here onto paper, or yeah. I'm an avid fan of journaling. It's a lifesaver <laughs> yeah. in those moments as well. And it can reveal stuff that you don't even know which is in there, but when it's on paper, it's like, ah, oh, that explains it so much. The process of it can help clarify and bring some order out of the chaos of what's inside. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, we're, we're almost out of time. We went really over this morning. And <laughs> I know we've got dinners to get to and that kind of stuff. So I want to finish off, um, well, thank you all for sharing. I want to finish off with one question I'm just going to ask all of you to kind of just wrap up. And the question is, what wisdom would you love to share with people who are maybe at an earlier stage in their journey of faith? Or, um, or what do you wish someone had shared with you when you were younger? Like, what's a word of wisdom to 16-year-old Jaden um, all those years ago? Like, what do you wish you'd, what do you wish you'd known? Or what would you say to a 16-year-old now in terms of their journey? Um, I think, well... Yeah, it's 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 not that long ago, but at the same time, it's also fairly young-ish. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I would I would have told myself at that age. I think like church itself is not in my from like my perspective. What I would have wanted to know is that church isn't about rules or being perfect or like knowing all the answers. It's simply about community and having like this sort of relationships with people. Um, and developing that. Mm. That's, that's like the main, yeah. main thing, and that's, that's what I would have wanted to know. Yeah. yeah, 100%. It's interesting within that, right? Like, it's, it's always the people in front of us that, that hold us through those doubts or frustrations, you know? And, and um, John, it says that, that Jesus says that the world, they will know me through your love for one another, right? So, like, when you don't know... Um, exactly what you think or believe or where you fit with this whole faith thing, Jesus just embodies it, where it's like, just love God. In many ways, by loving those in front of you, by loving your neighbor as yourself, right? Yeah, which yeah. grounds it, right? Like, which is the common ground of every Christian person, every denomination. Like, so wherever you're at, it's like, just try and learn to love. And the closer you come to loving others, you're loving God through that. Or the more you're loving God, the more you lean to love others, you know? It's awesome. yeah. yeah. It's cool. Well, when you're working with youth this year, you know what to say. <laughs> That's awesome. And Dan, what about yourself? Um, for someone, for you a few years ago or someone 
earlier on in their journey of faith? What, what's a bit of wisdom or a, like a nugget of truth that you'd love to share? Um, it's just when life seems like the toughest, like, uh, it's usually when you're actually learning and growing the most. Um, you normally come back stronger. Even if you slip back into those storms, the storms keep coming, but they keep preparing you for what's to come in the future, I believe. So, yeah, just hang in there. <laughs> and, yeah, God's got it under control. Mm. That's awesome, Dan. And yourself, Jamie? Um, kind of similar to Dan's one, but I would say when stuff arises, like when there's challenging parts or hard parts of life, not to ever get resentful with God about those things and not to let that close us off, but to always be looking to open up and even if that's getting mad at God or having arguments or struggling with him, any of that, as soon as there's a something with God, any of that is better than trying to go your own way and do your own thing without him. Um, and so even when there's hard stuff, kind of looking to God and being like, hey, I don't understand this. Can you help me get through this? What does this mean? Rather than going, okay, you know what, screw you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's wisdom. <laughs> well, the openness of I don't know. So, like, but help me understand, right? That's phenomenal. Well, <coughs> I'm going to pray to wrap up. Well, for, why don't we give them a hand and thank them for sharing so far? Um, I'm going to kind of pray to close this up, but uh, I'd love afterwards for, if anything's kind of, I'd love to open up a space of prayer for those who, if, if something's touched you or you felt something burning in your soul, but that you need prayer that relates to uh, any of these guys' stories. I'd, I'd love for there to be a space um, up the front. There'll be some nice mood music in the background so people won't hear all your prayers and that kind of stuff. But um, so after I pray, I'd just love to invite anyone who wants prayer um, up to the front. But, and if that's you, awesome. If it's not you, go about your merry Sunday evening and enjoy your day off tomorrow. But let's pray. <coughs> and Creator God, there are many unanswerable questions in our lives, and we each and every one of us have different stories and, and different futures ahead. But you're our common denominator. And whatever comes, whatever the journeys may be, may you help us uh, remember the wisdom of what these guys have shared and, and gleaned in their own journeys to, in the midst of not understanding, to just uh, learn to trust you and surrender our preconceived notions or assumptions about what is happening. May you, may you help us um, begin to understand that, that knowing you and trusting you is the beginning of wisdom. Um, for us in this room, I, I pray that as we go about our weeks that you can remind us in our weeks of what these guys have been going through and how that relates to our lives. And I pray as we walk out these doors that you can help us see you a little clearer and, and hear your voice a little more clearly and that you can help our hearts grow and feel and be in beat with yours as we walk and in through our lives, sharing your love with those we meet along the way. In your beautiful mighty name, amen. Well, thank you guys, and thank you for coming along. It's been an absolute pleasure being here this Sunday night. Next week, we kick off our Pilgrim series. So theme for the year is Pilgrims Journeying into the Wild, onto these unexpected wild journeys of faith. So if you are someone who's bored, stuck, curious uh, within your journey of faith, or my words for it, if you're a wanderer or a wanderer, you're wondering about life or you're wandering through life just searching for something, I think this series is going to be really um, enlightening for you in that. So I'd love to welcome you back for next week. Um, 
But apart from that, have a phenomenal Sunday evening. And if you'd love prayer, we'll just be milling around the front, just mincing around. Um, apart from that, have a lovely Sunday evening. There's snacks out there, which is awesome. Apart from that, um, God bless. Kaki down or... Oh, yeah, give him a hand. Give him a hand. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.